817 at K-Fire Guns in the 701. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning. morning. How we doing? we got Mitchell from North Dakota and Mitchell, South Dakota, all on the phone at the same time. If, <laughs> yeah. if lightning strikes, well, now you know why. It just did, right? <laughs> lightning striking on January 26th? How often does that happen? But anyway... <laughs> Guns of the 701 here on K-Fire. U.S. Appeals Court revives Mexico's $10 billion. What? $10 billion lawsuit against gun makers? Um, doesn't Mexico use a lot of guns? What the heck's going on there? Well, that's the thing that they're saying is because uh, they're saying that they can't handle the cartels and the cartels use guns, so they're going to sue American gun factories uh, because of that fact. Oh, so don't punish uh, and- the, the cartels. Because the they go, they go well, away. Actually, if if the if the American guns go away, then the cartels go away. Is that how that works? Well, this comes down to a simple thing. Just like uh, we've got AOC here in the United States and Pelosi, uh, they've got theirs down there as well, and they're just trying for grandstanding. But uh, yeah, it's never going to last. But of course, here in the United States, we have uh, uh, the laws against. Uh, uh, protection, or of course, the federal protection of lawful commerce in Acts uh, uh, Arms Act, and and uh, they're just trying to get around it because they're another country. But uh, yeah, ten billion dollars because uh, they can't control the cartels. They decided that they're just going to go ahead and try to uh, go after the guns. And uh, what they don't think about as well is is that uh, the police in Mexico are supplied by these same gun companies and, uh, and more. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what that's what I thought, Clay. I mean, doesn't it seem like you're shooting yourself in the foot? Pardon any pun there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane. I I found it interesting that Glock is named in this lawsuit as well. And of course, they're they're an Austrian group, but I just I look at this whole thing and, and their their claim is is that the PLCAA doesn't apply in this situation, which is completely asinine because that's exactly why that that particular piece of legislation was passed. It doesn't protect them from defects in guns. No, it actually protects manufacturers of firearms in the United States from exactly this kind of lawsuit, frivolous and liability. And it, it does protect them from that because that was after the tobacco rulings, and they've seen what they did to big tobacco, so boom, we're going we're gonna to take care of that because the same lawyers were going after the gun manufacturers. But 10, I mean, 10 billion is it i believe 10 billion dollars 10 million yeah, i don't believe, look right slowly matter. and read that this morning i thought maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me but no it does say billion on there it's just another ploy to go around the act and bankrupt the firearms manufacturers and yes wouldn't that that would be insane where are they going to where are they going to source most of their firearms and let's not forget the u.s government under eric holder and barack hussein obama they conducted Fast and Furious, which sold guns illegally, knowingly, to the Mexican cartels trying to track them, which failed miserably, ended up actually killing some of our border security agents. So, yeah, this this is just insane. I It was already thrown out once, but they had to go ahead and revive it. I think this case goes back to 2021, and here we are now with a weaponized Department of Justice bringing it back under the Biden regime to try and bankrupt gun companies. That's just another ploy. Do they happen to file that suit in Austria as well, since you're putting Glock on the list, and since that's, like you say, an Austrian company? 
I did not see it in there. I actually went looking for that. Um, but we, Glock does have Glock USA, so I suppose they're going after that entity, even though oh. the guns are... And then the workaround is you get them from Austria then, and, and you're not... Okay, there we go. That's the... Yep. It's, Glock is actually helping him with this suit. We could start that rumor. <laughs> guns <laughs> of the 701 and 822. Louisiana judge finds silencers are not protected by the Second Amendment. I... Okay, you can shoot somebody, you just can't keep it quiet. Okay. Yeah, you know, and, and silencers have this <laughs> reputation that uh, they're going to be really quiet and, and you won't hear nothing, which is not true. Uh, I look at them as a hearing uh, protection device. But, yeah, this judge who, let's let's face it, this guy was appointed uh, not by exactly a conservative uh, president to begin with. And this happened in September of 2023. He got arrested, Mr. Brennan Cornox, I believe is how you pronounce his name, for an unregistered Como. silencer. Don't, don't you know you're Cajun? I do not. <laughs> so, Como, there we go. <laughs> kind of French, kind of, but anyway, what, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just a just Brennan. Just here. call him Brennan. We're done with it. <laughs> there you go, Brennan. Mitchell is so loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll need them. I don't need some right? Louisiana guy breathing down my neck about this story because we goofed up the name. That's all. There you go. Yeah, and he's already in trouble, right? So anyway, right. he uh, he didn't have a serial number on it. And this goes back to the NFA, um, the National Firearms Act of 1934. He was indicted because the government says he was in possession and receiving and possessing firearms unidentified by serial numbers in violation of United States Code 26. They specifically did cite in this that basically he built his own suppressors. Guys, this is not tough to do either. I, I can tell you it's pretty simple to do. It's not a, not a complicated process. And he, they cited five in total, but he didn't register them or identify them by serial number. As I was going to say, make sure you grab a law. Sharpie and write one, two, three, four, and five on them. <laughs> I mean, when you think about this, he wasn't trying to sell them. Right, he he's making them for himself. Yeah, I mean, but I can yeah, I can see if you don't want some some entity selling a bunch of stuff that doesn't have serial numbers. But if you're making your own at home, I mean, come on. And it's just a piece of metal that suppresses sound. I mean, we have a lot of things that suppress sound. Mufflers on cars. I mean, it doesn't do anything but suppress sound. It does not make it. And after a while, that doesn't even work either. So. Yeah, it don't. What I found interesting in the case, though, is that the Biden administration, they countered the arguments that uh, you have to register uh, our, you know, arms and requirement for arms and have serial numbers. And, and uh, essentially, they're trying to say that after 1911, that's okay, even though Bruin says otherwise. Then they turn around and they actually comment with this argument that silencers and accessories, not arms, protected by the Second Amendment. Okay, so now they're saying they're not a firearm protected by the Second Amendment. But if you read the NFA, they are classified as arms or unusually dangerous weapons, as the government will, will tell you. And then they're not exempt. So which way is it? Are they a firearm or are they not? Which one are? And if I was, I'm guessing the lawyer he's got by the by the arguments, he's pretty good as far as picking up on that. And essentially, he he points out that the government's using pretty much all the the, the code words. They're using the dangerous and unusual, which was that was used in Heller, but not in this context. Dangerous, unusual was never ever, ever cited at any Supreme Court decision, i got to remind everybody, ever. 
Neither was you know, in my younger days. I dated a lot of women that were dangerous and unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call them dangerous and unusual. How many movies have we all seen that have had them in them, and they work just fine? <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's the problem is somebody's who's seen one too many movies and oh. thought, oh, we better do something about this because I saw the movie and look what happened in the movie. Therefore. Oh, well, no. Yeah, um, yeah. I do got to add to this, guys, that uh, this is going to keep going and we'll keep you updated as we get more info. But it's an interesting case that will either uphold uh, Bruin or be kicked back into the court system and work its way through. All right. More of Guns of the 701 coming up will prove that Cleveland gets it and Chicago does not. Agreed, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah. Agreed on that one? All right, we'll have that coming up. That and much more Guns in the 701. It's 827. The perfect pair. Buck is in that camp. I'm in that camp. For political... Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearms. Reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701 223 4888. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701 258 6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Why do you call it Guns and the 701 when you guys are both in the 605? What's going on here? Well, one of you is like practically in Nebraska for crying out loud. No, 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 no. And like I've always told Clay, I still want to buy one acre up in North Dakota just so I can run a goat there and say I'm a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it takes, right? So Cleveland could teach Chicago a thing or two. Well, yeah, they've uh, yeah. gone ahead with the uh, research on uh, the last two years. They've got the constitutional carry going in uh, Ohio. And because of that, we're looking at significant drops in uh, gun violence because everybody that can carry is carrying. Uh, you've got experience of uh, 22% declines in Parma, followed by Akron and Toledo, both down 18%. And this is just since 2022, since the law went into official effect. Uh, of course, uh, Dayton and Cincinnati 
Uh, I've got moderate uh, drops as well. And, of course, it's not to downplay the real problem of gun violence. This is what the Ohio Attorney General, uh, Dave Yost, says. Uh, he says, but the key takeaway is that uh, they need to focus on the criminals and not responsible gun owners. Gun, uh, responsible gun owners are the ones that are making the uh, the crime rates drop because now that criminals who are notoriously uh, uh, cowardly uh, now know that people are carrying and aren't going to stand by and be victims. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was a great uh, thing to point out, too, that the person who did this, her name was Melissa Burick. She's a doctorate of, of criminal justice. She led this research. And basically the guy who wanted this said that he had no expectations, didn't know where it would find, didn't know what the findings would be. But he said that he wanted to have it regardless. And they basically emphasized that it's going to impact policy changes. It's going to help them understand the picture of crime rates and how to basically implement policy. So when you look at this study, I don't think that Mr. Yost or, or the uh, doctor, uh, Mrs. Burt, really had, uh, I don't think they thought it would go this way. So I kind of like the idea that it just points once again that when you do pass either concealed carry, which pretty much we have in every state darn near now, and constitutional carry, which is great now that 26 states have it, um, um, over half have it in the United States, it doesn't lead to the Wild West and more killings and more crime and everything else that we've always been told by the other side. And now you have this study out of eight large cities in Ohio that shows it even helped the big cities. So... It's just another deal. You know, John R. Lott, Jr., I love that guy. He writes great books and more guns, less crime, and proven what yet once again. Guns in the 701 here at K-Fire. Uh, so apparently you can't ban the guns in post offices. And now when I go to the post office here, I'm going to have to see if there's still there. Because I thought there was a sign there. It said weapons weren't allowed on there. But what's going on? Well, it's kind of that way. It, it actually only applies to one particular case in Florida, and that's United States versus Ala, uh, Alia. Again, you mean my last names, right? But anyway, the, the federal judge in Middle District of Florida, it was a great ruling because it basically is challenging the constitutionality now of a ban on carrying firearms in a post office. And not just that, it'll be all federal buildings. Basically, she, uh, basically, Judge Catherine Kimball, she declared that the federal prohibition is unconstitutional as it is applied to the defendant, which was a postal worker, uh, and he was possessing an actual firearm at a federal facility. He's a semi-truck driver. He decided, nope, I'm not going to take this. He challenged the, the actual constitutionality of this statute. Now, we've talked about Bruin a lot here. And that's what he's arguing on. He argues that it infringes on his Second Amendment rights, and the judge found that the government failed to provide a historical evidence justifying a firearms ban in post offices. So although this case is only going to affect this person, it's not going to give that blanket protection across the United States like some of the other cases have, because it is just a state case. If it was a Supreme Court decision, then it would actually affect everything else. So this will be very important to see how other prosecutors, not just in Florida, but across the country, decide to take on these cases, because if it's challenged, this case will be cited. I have no doubt that this one will be cited in the defense of other people, because really it's kind of a dumb idea anyway. I've never supported it. I'm not the problem. You're not the problem. Nobody who does this legally is the problem. And it doesn't stop a criminal from coming in there. It really doesn't. And that's in pretty much any. But this 
this pretty much just goes for this particular case. So don't go running out <laughs> into your post office. Just <laughs> you might well, at least you got a legal precedent to start with anyway. Speaking of uh, rulings, the court ruled that uh, those under 21, banning those under 21 from carrying a firearm is unconstitutional. Well, thank God, because now the, the kids in Chicago that have the gun, is they're going to be okay. No, but it, it's not about that. I mean, what's going on here? Well, actually, that's in Pennsylvania, and, uh, well, that comes along and issued an emergency order uh, by the governor, Josh Shapiro, uh, and two other statutes, uh, saying carrying uh, firearms by residents between the ages of 18 and 20 uh, doesn't fit because, in his words, he says, uh, the Commonwealth says that the people under 21 are not part of the people when they talk about the Second Amendment. Uh, therefore, they, they do not have Second Amendment protections. Otherwise, uh, when you're 18 and you sign up for selective service, apparently you're not people. You're not a person yet. Uh, when you uh, actually go into the military, you're not people uh, until you're 21. So apparently uh, they don't have a, a lot of respect for people under the age of 21 uh, in Pennsylvania. Well, no. Now we got to put the somebody's going to say, well, now we got to put the alcohol thing down to eighteen. I mean, if you can draft me, you can let me get, you know, whatever. And yeah, we know it goes on, right? I mean, shh. I'm not <laughs> advocating it. I was there. I was. I I was in Wisconsin when drinking age is eighteen. I went to school there and ruined my life for a year. So, so uh, best, year, best year you've ever ruined, though. Yeah, oh, it was. It, <laughs> as opposed to ruining the uh, 21 of my first marriage. But don't start me on that. The therapy was working. It was working. Guns of the 701, the new stuff on Wednesdays. Hey, everyone. Right on Wednesdays. Clock Mountain. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, and also don't forget about uh, Jamie and 701 Nation. We had a great show last night uh, with Scott Buckmeyer and, of course, uh, talking about calibers and which ones are the best and... Uh, had a really good show with that one as well. They're branching out pretty soon. It'll be the 701 Network. <laughs> oh, you need one more show and you can do the 701 Network. You can call it a network, but you have to have three shows or more. So Mitchell called it first, well, so now we've got to give him residuals off of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, and okay, now we're going to have to have uh, Mitchell in the evening sponsored by Gunn. <laughs> Here you have it. Here you have it. Stay tuned, folks. It'll be coming soon to a... A network near you. Guns of the 701. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you. And don't forget you. on iHeart, best podcast around. Got that right. Boy, how did I almost forget happy, that? Happy Shooting my mouth <laughs> off here. No wonder I almost forgot. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend. Take care. Guns of the 701 on KFIRE 855.